0: Thank you for listening to our Love City Church podcast. Visit us online at www.lovecitychurch.ca. We pray that this message encourages you and strengthens you in your walk with Jesus. So I have four verses to share with you today in Psalms chapter 92. Let's read it together. Uh, but the godly will flourish like a palm tree and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are, look at that word, transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Look at this. Come on, old people. Hallelujah. Even in old age. Come on, mom and dad, you're here. My dad just turned 70 yesterday. 71. Thank you. So, dad, this is a promise for you, sir. Even in your old age, they will still produce fruit. Even in their old age, they will remain vital in green, not bitter and irritating. Vital, green, passionate, growing fruit in their lives, passion for the Lord, joy for the things of God. And they will look back on their lives. This is what Andrew's going to talk about in a few weeks. They will look, look back on their lives and they're going to declare, my God is just. My God is my rock. The Lord, There is no evil in him. As we look back on our lives after being in the house of God, my parents have been in the house of God for over 60 years, and they've just had their 50th wedding anniversary a couple weeks ago, 71 and 70 years old, and if they could, I told them if you would have been here longer, I would have had you preach this message, because their entire lives they said, we're going to be planted in the house of God no matter what, and I'm here to tell you today, they are flourishing people. And I attribute that to several things, several valuable things we find in Scripture, but what we focus on today is that the author of the scripture is David. And if you look at the top of the chapter in 92, it actually says, this is a song for the Sabbath. This is a, David is writing a song to help us understand in our context and even in their context what it means to gather on the Sabbath. Now, if you have to remember something that in the Old Testament, the Sabbath, we didn't have two-day weekends. It wasn't a thing back then. That was a North American idea. A two-day weekend, which, come on, somebody, I love a two-day weekend. Come on, how about a three? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll take it, Jesus. Let's change that in our North American context. Let's work three days a week and get paid triple. Amen. Hallelujah. But in those days, the idea of, a, of that weekend wasn't the reality. They had one day where they would rest from their work. And on this day of rest from their work, it was called the Sabbath. And he said, well, we weren't supposed to work. No, did you know that when they gathered in the Old Testament and in the New Testament on that Sabbath, it was a day where the followers of Jesus gathered together corporately. It was proven throughout scriptures, historians will tell you, that if you look back to the early church, it was seen that the early church would wake up in the morning and gather together either in the temple or in a house and they would gather to celebrate the goodness of God, to learn more from the scriptures and God's word and to celebrate and worship with one another. The the Sabbath was instituted so that you and I, it would be a sacred day, a day that feels different acts different, and looks different than every other day of our week. A day that is dedicated and focused on something completely different. And did you know that the purpose of the Sabbath was for you and I to actually fight against self-interest? That was the purpose of the Sabbath. To fight against the desire to work, because they love to work to fight against the desire to to go online and do work, to fight the desire to go and do something else. I have to focus myself in a North American world and cut all the distractions out and realize that today is a sacred day where the people of God, billions of billions of people across the world, all gather together on this day we call the Sabbath. Now hear me, I'm not here today saying that Sunday's a Sabbath or Saturday's a Sabbath. You'll know, if you know me, you know that I'm not a guy who's a legalistic type of person, what I'm encouraging you to consider is the idea of our context at Love City Church. We gather on Sunday, so let's just call it Sunday. People across the world, billions of people, are gathering on this sacred, holy day to gather together, to rest from their life work, to focus themselves, to deny themselves, to serve one another, and honor the Lord. The Sabbath is all about that idea of resting from myself. Resting from the life that's focused on me. And so when you walk into the house of the Lord, It isn't just about us coming and being in a place where we receive. It's also about being together and encouraging one another and speaking life into each other and helping one another and leading one another, encouraging one another. And yes, we have our groups all throughout the week. That's our house to house. But as we gather on Sunday, you must remember and understand today that this day in the eyes of God is holy. Some churches, because they can't get a building on Sunday, meet on Saturday. Well, that day is holy. You know what I'm saying? Where we gather as a church, I believe the Lord blesses when the people of God gather together in the house of the Lord. Look at this verse in Leviticus 23.3. There are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, a day of sacred assembly. So I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you online. I want to encourage you. Come on, come to church. I I don't ask for your money ever on Sundays, so you can count that out. All I do is want you to come and experience the presence of the Lord. All I want you to do is come and learn together in your walk with God. All I want you to do is come and be a part of the community where we can iron, sharpen, iron, and encourage. Well, there's some of you who aren't engaged in a group right now, and that's okay. But maybe this can be an environment where you can say, you know what, I'm going to make a decision for me and my family. We are going to plant ourselves in the house of the Lord, and we are going to gather on the Sacred Assembly Day. So I want to encourage you, come on, make it a habit. Come on, make it a habit in your life to say, I'm going to discipline my family to be in the house of the Lord. And Some of you are online, and that's totally fine. That's why we have our live stream. Come on, Joel, mount the camera up there hello up there life city church online hello to the left we love you guys and we're so glad there's people across the world from columbia to british columbia to saskatchewan there's people into germany people all across the world who are watching our live stream so obviously you can't fly here from germany and be in the house of god but there's something supernatural about when you come to the house of the lord something supernatural now let's look at this verse here. For remaining time, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. We'll look at just these three ideas. The idea of being transplanted. If that the mean, that the, the word idea of a transplant is that you are taken from a place and you are dug out and brought into another place. That means that what happened is, is that you were dug out of your old soil. You were dug out of your old place, of your old thinking, of your old ways, of your old uh, ideas and and philosophies and perspectives. What God did is he took you and he pulled you out of your old soil. It was kind of dirty and it had some sticks. And guess what? It was a little bit selfish. It was a little bit prideful. It was a little bit youth-focused because our focus was always on ourselves, and what he did was, okay, now I want your focus to be on me, and guess what? You're about to experience breakthrough in your life, and so what he does is he begins to uproot you, and now look how dead this plant's looking, by the way. I got it half off 50% at Walmart, hallelujah. I said, this plant's dying. Can I have it for 50%? This is the life not planted in the house of the Lord, and so I said, come on, that's what I told her too, and so here's my my roots, and he pulls you out, and so what happens is, is that you still have a little bit of your old soil on you when you're planted in the house of the Lord you still got a little bit of your own agendas and your own perspectives and your own ideas and you've severed those roots but did you know that when you pull a tree out of the soil it loses 95 percent of its water and now it has to get into soil to drink water quickly or else it will die and there's something very powerful that happens is that when you're pulled out of the soil, there's all, look at all, look at in that, that roots right there. Look at all the remaining dirt from the previous soil. And so what happens is, is we get planted into the house of the Lord. We get planted into the house of God, into the church where God places you. And what happens is, is we still got all this stuff in our lives, a lot of us think we got to come to church and be perfect or we come to church and somebody like man this is a weird church they had a, a whole know, push thing whatever that thing was Oh, hey, it fell and uh, we got a whole like rockets and you know we're singing songs and the pastor's kind of weird and this is kind of different you know I'm used to pretty you know church where I got to look perfect well no no when you're planted in the house of the Lord you got a lot of garbage in your life got a lot of stuff in your life and this is one of the reasons why people struggle to stay planted in the house of the Lord The first reason we struggle is because when we get planted in the house of the Lord, you start being convicted. You get offended because someone challenged you, or you get offended because a pastor did something wrong, or another member said something wrong. Or as we all know, pastors and churches are really, you know, people kind of stink, don't they? The church is God's idea, but people kind of stink. People make mistakes. People fall short. And what that does is it causes our root system, when we're pulled out of this old root system, we come in with a little bit of selfishness and a little bit of pride and a little bit of pain and a little bit of hurt and a little bit of just things in our lives. And what happens is, is that God pulls us out. He digs us out. This is a painful process. It's painful for a tree to get pulled out of the soil. It's painful for your life to be pulled out of your old way of thinking. It's a challenge when you come into the house of God and you think, oh my gosh, we're not supposed to think like that anymore. I used to think like that or oh my gosh, this or oh my God, this is so different than the church or the world that I was in. Some of you have been dug out of a really unhealthy church. And you come into a healthy church and you're, I call it the gotcha moment. You're waiting for the pastor to screw up or you're waiting for the worship team to let you down. You're waiting for the, you know, there to be money spent wrong. You're waiting for something to happen because you came from an unhealthy soil from a previous environment. And so when we come into the house of the Lord, he plants us in a house where he wants us to be. There's, it's called transplant shock. When you plant that roots into the new soil, they're shocked to your system. And then look what it says on this screen. It says that they are they flourish in the courts of our God. Now, I need you to catch this here today. You need to know something. God is the one who places you in the soil. God is the one who dug you out. God is the one who places you in your new soil. You need to hear me today. This has nothing to do with you. God's responsibility is to find a local church that fits you, to lead you there. Yinka was reading in the Bible app, and our advertisement popped up. They were looking for a church. They clicked on it. They came the next Sunday. Haven't left since. Are they here today? They better be, because I'm talking a lot about them. (laughs) Back there. Oh, hi, guys. I can't see you, but you're there. Sorry for talking about you so much today. Come on, Jesse, our kids pastor. She Googled us. Crazy church. She Googled us. Lord placed her in this house. Some of you found us through invites of friends. Come on, somebody. I know Riley's here because Harrison invited him. And then Riley invited Josh, and Josh gave his life to the Lord a couple weeks ago. Come on. Who knows why you're here, but all we know is that you've been placed by God. Let's get this nasty one out of the way. How about that? And bring in the pretty one. You've been placed by God in this new soil. Look at this soil. It's nice and earthy and beautiful. Tastes good. (laughs) He places you. It's his job. Now, this is where we struggle so much is that followers of Jesus today, there's many followers of Jesus that are saved but not planted. You're a follower of Jesus, but you're not planted. Why? Because something went wrong in that shock season, and so you're planted, unplanted, planted, unplanted. You unplant, God says, no, let's plant. You unplant, he plants you back. You unplant, he plants you back. You unplant, he, he plants you back. And no wonder it's hard time to connect. No wonder you're not Trusting of people. No wonder it's been a challenge for you. Listen, the church is God's idea. The church is the the, the salvation and the answer for the world today. Every one of us have been in crummy churches that hurt us. What happens is we get rooted up, rooted, rooted up and rooted down and rooted up and rooted down and rooted up and rooted down. And we get bitter and we get angry and we get frustrated and we get, oh, I don't like church and oh, I'm gonna go do by myself and I'm just gonna go to Starbucks and I'm gonna sit by myself and read my Bible. It's just me and God, 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 only me and God, only me and God, no one else in God, I don't need the church. What happens is, is that you begin to look like this plant. Angry, frustrated, and lost. You get rooted out and you begin to find yourself malnourished, You're going to find yourself broken. And yeah, I love Jesus. It's just me and Jesus. It can't be just you and Jesus. You need to hear me today. Do you know that when God places you in a house, do you know that you cannot be a follower of Jesus and not be planted in the house of the Lord? There will be many who online or in this room will say, I do not agree with you. Well, then let's sit down and read the Bible together. Acts chapter 2 and 4 is the scriptures that are founded upon the New Testament church. They gathered together regularly, even when they hated one another. We have to recognize this today. And young people, I need you to listen to me. In a day and age when our world is saying, don't go to church. In a day and age when the churches across the country and across the world are losing their their, their membership or, or their attendance. And the reason why is because we forget that this is God's idea. So we have a bunch of Christians who love God, but are tainted and hurt by the church. And guess what? I've been in your shoes. I have been there angry and bitter and wanting to walk away from God. And that's why we started Love City Church. Because I said, you know what? I want to be a church for people who can come in broken, looking just like this, and they can find the soil of God healthy where it's not about money and it's not about uh, the pastor being on the front of Time magazine uh, or a podcast or a book cover, which, by the way, if you want to read my book. No, I'm just kidding. I have no book. (laughs) It's just about doing it together, where we build the house of God together. He wants to plant you in a house of God, and you've got to remember something. God does this for you. He plants you. He plants you in the house of God. God plants you, and it's our responsibility to let him plant us. The process, this process happens. You get planted, but in order for this little tree here to find its rooting in the soil, the, now the, the, the plant actually has to do something. See, God was the gardener who placed you at Love City Church. Now, if this is not your home church, Find the home church for you. I don't care where it is, just find it. If this is the the church God's called you to be in and my wife and I are your pastors, then come on. You got to recognize something. God placed you here. Stop trying to get out of it. (laughs) Man, he's always challenging me when he preaches on Sunday. It's because it's God's word. it's it's to correct, rebuke, but also encourage you. That there is is a flourishing reality. There's a, a prosperous reality for your life when you choose to say, you know what? I'm going to plant myself in the house of the Lord despite the shock I feel, despite my past experiences, I'm going to let God plant me because I know there's a promise that I will flourish. But something happens. What happens is that when you plant a tree into a soil, again, it loses 95% of its water. And so it actually, there's something that has to happen. What has to happen is, is that there needs to be a... um, um, a vulnerability for the roots that when you plant this into the soil you've got to remove all of the dirt and all of the things that might have been there and sometimes you put a burlap sack around it to keep it protected you've got to take the burlap sack off of your roots remove all the protection so that the roots listen are vulnerable if the roots aren't vulnerable they won't grow and then you've got to start watering them and guess what happens When you begin to water them, guess what the roots do? The roots literally begin to reach out for the the water. Jeremiah 17 says those who trust in the Lord are like a a tree that reaches out to the water. Psalms chapter 1 says those who obey God's word are like those who reach out to the streams of water. This idea, this root actually begins to reach out for water. The, the, The plant begins to respond to the environment where they're being vulnerable with their lives. They're allowing the Holy Spirit to water them. And what happens is is that the crown of the tree experiences this word, restoration. Listen, this is what it requires for you to stay planted in the house of the Lord, vulnerability. You got to break down those walls. I know you've been hurt. Maybe you're a new Christian today. You say, Ryan, what are you talking about? (laughs) Listen, just enjoy the house of the Lord, but you're going to get hurt. You're going to get wounded. It's called being a person, being people. People stink, guys. They don't get things right. I'm the worst of them all. I've offended probably everybody in this room and just to blanket it at all. Will you please forgive me? We're people. Real people with real problems in a real world trying to deal with all the stuff going on between politics and COVID and heaven and hell and this thing and that thing and all the things. We're just people trying to build the house of the Lord together. And so listen, you've got to be vulnerable. You've got to let the protection off and say, all right, I'm going to be vulnerable knowing I'm probably going to get hurt again. But guess what? Jesus took it upon the cross. When he was crucified, he looked down and said these words. He said, Father... Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Jesus did that so you don't have to be offended any longer. Yeah. Yeah. When you and I begin to be vulnerable. Come on, we engage in moments of watering, like our Wednesday prayer or Sunday gatherings of worship. Or maybe it's the Word of God in our groups. You begin to allow the Holy Spirit to water you. A tree begins to go up the middle of the tree right to the very crown there's a restoration all the way to the very tip of the crown of every branch that just means God wants to restore you he wants to do something in your heart this process that he wants to do in you is powerful so I'm going to ask you a question and then we're going to stand and just sing one last song let's check our roots are you being vulnerable in the house of God or are you being protected because of your past past soil And see when God plants you in that soil, He transplants you to that spot. He says, Okay, now son and daughter, now you got to reach out your roots. You gotta be vulnerable. You gotta be open. You gotta let God begin to move you and stir you and change you and transform you. You gotta let people in your life. You gotta start allowing the fact that we don't all agree on the same things and that, yeah, we don't all think the same way. And yes, some people think one way about COVID and some think the other. And some people are gonna vote this way and some are gonna vote that way. Yes, of course, we're not all a bunch of minions who are drones who walk the same direction. That's called people being in the house of God. Recognize that today, that, that vulnerability, but you have to check your roots today. Are you being open to the Lord? Are you being open to one another? And if you aren't planted, I want you to hear me today. You won't flourish. Next, the scripture talks about people who, who re- reject the idea of this. And all throughout the verse, all throughout the verse, it says, these people might flourish, but it won't last long. It's like a weed. It'll go up quickly and it will disappear. And the scripture says that those who are planted in the house of the Lord they will bear much fruit they will flourish and I want you to hear me today what's most important about this today that if God makes a promise he keeps his promises I want you to hear me today say Ryan I'm struggling I'm disconnected I feel far from God or I feel far from the environment I don't know how to connect listen if you just make a conscious decision to plant in trust that God said it it will come to fruition God will keep His promise over your life. You will flourish. I've seen it happen. He provides jobs for people who don't have jobs. He provides pregnancies for people who don't have pregnancies. He provides relationship for people who don't have relationship. He provides a, a, a partnership and finances for people who don't have partnership and finances. Parenting, marriage, all sorts of things. People will say, you know what? I'm going to be planted in the house of God. And I literally watched their lives change. The wings I've literally watched Andrew Go, love you buddy, from a guy who is an alcoholic, to transformed by God, who worked a job that he hates, and now he works a job that he loves, to live in a community he couldn't afford, to live in a community he can, and his wife's loving the Lord and seeing transformation in life, and their kids love God. You say, Ryan, is that true? Yes, it is. God promises it. He promises you that if you choose to plant yourself in the house of God in the courts of our Lord that you will flourish you will grow you will be green yeah, you might be some cutting yeah, there might be some pruning yeah, there might be some things that he does yes, it might be hard yes, it might be difficult, of course but if you stay the course did you know it takes a tree three years before its roots finally meet its final destination for its roots Three years. An apple tree doesn't produce sweet apples until five years. You've got to give it time. I encourage you today. Plant yourself in the house of the Lord. I'm not preaching on this message because there's a problem. I'm preaching this message to you because there's young people in the room, and I want them to know that if your parents make a decision to plant themselves in the house of God, young people, you'll be blessed. And we get to see more lost people saved and more disciples made, and more lives healed and transformed. We get to see a city change for the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Along with all the other incredible churches in the city, we get just to be a word of the sentence, amen. Come on, would you stand to your feet? We're gonna sing a song here together. I think we are. Let me pray, Father, right now. We just wanna say thank you, Father for your house now Lord I pray that everyone in this room would catch my heart there's a lot of people here that maybe don't know me very well I know that I just sense in my spirit there's all sorts of past and it's these glasses we wear we say oh I know what he's saying or I know where he's coming from or I know what he's doing Lord today I pray that you would just soften their hearts ultimately God we just want to know you better Ultimately, God, we want to please you with our lives. Ultimately, God, we want our lives to be a a sacrifice to you. We want to parent our children well. We want to be great spouses. And if we're single, we want to be glory to you and please you, God. And we just want to do live a life that honors and pleases you with the short time we have. So, God, I pray that you would stir our hearts once again to be planted in the house of the Lord. That we would choose today to say, Lord, through thick and thin, I'm going to stay put. I'm going to stay planted. I'm going to stay in the house of God. I ain't going anywhere because I want to flourish in my life. Lord, we pray for those in the house today and those watching online who don't know you, maybe lost, far from you, want to have a relationship with you today. God, I pray that they would make a public confession right now that Jesus, you are Lord and you want to have a relationship with them. Believe in their heart. Confess with their mouth that they're Lord, that you are Lord and they are saved. We thank you for that, Lord